You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hi. Hi, Prettiness. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you doing? Hey, I am blessed as well. I have no complaints. One, because when you complain about one thing, it seems like three things more major seem to follow it. So no complaints for me. Good. That's that's what they say, right? Well, what you think about grows. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I like your shirt. Oh, thank it you. Say, it's simple. It was God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a wonderful young lady. I did her podcast about eight months, I guess, ago. And it's High Heels and Destiny. And little did I know that she also did like personalized T-shirts and sweatshirts. I said all that to say this. I stay broke. <laughs> Every time I turn around, she's coming out with this unique thing that is just so awesome. And I just prefer to wear things that I really believe, you know, that gives me value as I'm looking at them in the mirror or wherever throughout the day, people are reading the shirt and they're reminding me. So it helps me to be a better person. Yeah. And it's right along the line of what we're going to talk about, right? Because it helps us be our authentic self. Those affirmations, we really have to reprogram our subconscious mind and we need to see it. Right. That's one of the things I'm trying to teach my two children. I have a 33 year old son, a 31 year old daughter and five amazing grandboys that range from 14 to three. And if I had known and was in this mindset, oh, my gosh, at their age, the world would truly, truly be mine. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. But then you're now leaving a legacy, right? It's always God's plan. Now you've been, you were able to go through it and now you kind of leave that, that trail behind for them to follow, to know that this is the only way you should think. This is the only way you should navigate your life. So one quick question, your name, Dr. Looney? Need, Looney. Looney, nice. Yes. Okay, okay. Thank you. I saw that and I was, I kept trying to, Looney, Looney, but yeah, okay. Nice. Yeah. What does it mean? If you don't mind me asking. I don't at all. It's the brightness of the moon. It is French. Nice, Looney. So is your your parents? Uh, I yeah. Mean, okay. They're, we're like- from Haiti. We're from Haiti. Oh, and okay. We are, yeah, we are Haitian. And so they speak French back home. My parents still like speak. They go to church. They preach in, in, in French. Um, we learn Creole, which is the dialect of French. And so I know very little French, but I do understand it. Because I have to talk to my parents sometimes in French. <laughs> I don't know why you say that. Like, I have to talk to my parents I sometimes. <laughs> love you. Good deal. Okay. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you love, look love amazing. Me. You have five grandkids. Is that right? Yes, Seriously? I have five amazing grandboys. There are many more. Those are my biological grandboys. But there wow. are many more that call, they, they call me Nunu. They don't call me grandmother just yet. <laughs> So I have a little cute little pet name that that they call me. But yes, um, my ex-husband and I, we have a 33-year-old son and a 31-year-old daughter. Look at that. Wow. You are looking. Yeah, no, that's God, right? That's all God. (laughs) It's simple. It was God. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank That's you so for having funny. me on um, for the consideration and opportunity. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. So I, I got to let everyone know who I am talking to. Uh, Morning enthusiasts, you know, it's an honor. It's a joy to have a wonderful soul with us this morning. You've already heard us talking, but I do have to give her an introduction because she deserves an introduction. Today on the show, we have Angela Marshall. Angela influences others, get this, to live vicariously through themselves. Live through yourself. You know how people say live, I live vicariously through you because it's an envious, it's a negativity. But if you kind of, if you're true to yourself, then you can actually live vicariously through yourself. So all her life, she has lived this lifestyle and we were talking about her leaving that for her grandbabies, that legacy behind. But she has been put under societal pressures, standards, and ideologies. Who hasn't, right? And so she is now a published author. And the story is, the name of the book is The Story and Life of an Ex-NFL Wife. And that talks about the raw truth about her transition to the, the statement, to thine self be true, and then to others be you. I really like that. So I'm looking forward to um, diving in and talking to her a little bit more. So with no further ado, Angela, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello to all. Thank you again for having me. I am so stoked (laughs) to be revealing secrets, uh, tips and tools that will absolutely help your viewers and your listeners just to live vicariously through themselves, as you've mentioned. But most importantly, is to be true to yourself and definitely be who you are to others. Yeah. Being yourself and being real because, because that that's rare these days. But before we jump into that, I'm curious. So tell us about those societal pressures. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, like, do you have uh, to talk talk about it? Because what's crazy is it starts as we all know, as you know, little children, with different pressures, whether it's within the family, it could be other family members, it could be at church or in school. It's the uh, societal pressures from magazines as we get a little older, TV, yeah. peer pressure, which is a huge one. Yeah. Uh, I think that kind of takes us off of our path, especially when we're not mentally strong and that's yeah. where we want to be. So I commend those parents or you know those guardians that are really instilling in their children the need to be mentally tough. I know a lot of times we put the focus on physical and a lot of people are like, hey, I need to strengthen physical physically, you better strengthen mentally and emotionally yeah. as well. Because right. it all begins here, all of it. And it trickles down into everything else. And I think it kind of balances you out as well. But, you know, I've been pressured as far as my looks uh, when I was an NFL, which is National Football League housewife, being an unwed pregnant teen mother. I mean, you name it. uh, After the divorce, having to go back into the, the workforce, having the stigma from that, like, well, you know, once upon a time you lived this lifestyle, you drove this, you you had, you know, entry into X, Y, Z. And now you're actually doing what? A 12 hour shift. This is before I started my own company in 2016. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to you know, the societal pressures. And I will say this for those that are going through different societal pressures. Don't think that once you get to a point to where you're this, you know, you have this positive mindset or you're really working on your mindset, like it all goes away because it does not. (laughs) 
other pressures start mounting, whether it's, you know, friendships or business relationships that may go bad or just making different decisions in your personal and your professional life. I feel like there's always some sort of pressure, but as long as you are willing to work on yourself mentally and emotionally and spiritually and and just, you know, financially, you can strengthen yourself in every area that you want to become a better you in. Yeah. Diamonds are made under pressure, right? 100%. (laughs) And it's so crazy because people really feel like there's this, pill that you can take or like you can just zap certain things like you do in the microwave and like that's supposed to give you this instant gratification to where you you know now you have everything that you that you've always wanted but it takes time and it takes work and I'm definitely seeing that as an entrepreneur because I started this walk as far as being a published author and then being a creative content consultant Mm -hmm. which then morphed into being able to speak about my own life after I published my two books And I'm still nowhere, like, I feel like I'm just kind of scratching the surface as it relates to where I thought I would be when I started this journey in 2016. So it is, it's definitely, I believe, uh, strategical, it's methodical, but Mm -hmm. also it's one of those things where, and I know I was probably supposed to wait to the end for the steps that I would ask them to take, but it's all about a decision. It's about dealing with all of the pressures and all of the issues that's going to come along with it. having that determination. And then you finally reach your destination. Those are the four D's. <laughs> nice. Thank you for sharing that so early on. We'll come back to them because we're going to want to elaborate a little more. But I'm curious, the NFL, ex-NFL player, do you mind sharing who? We may really know him. Absolutely not. I don't mind sharing. And and if you're... It, for your listeners that are in the New York area or the Denver area, even with the um, Georgia area, because he actually went to college at the University of Georgia. Then he went undrafted with the Denver Broncos. And then he played for um, ended his career with the New York Giants. His name is Arthur Marshall. Arthur Marshall. OK, yeah. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we and, and for those of you just you want to put it out there. I we have a great relationship. There's no animosity. Now, initially, we've been divorced 21, 22 years. Initially, there was a lot of the angst and the, you know, all of the craziness that sometimes comes along with, especially because we were so young with everything. But we have an an incredible relationship. Matter of fact, my autobiography, The Story and Life of an Ex-NFL Wife, he pins, you know, a small um, couple of paragraphs to me congratulating me because the book is not bashing. It's not demeaning. It's not about trying to make him look bad. It's all about truly the story and life of an ex-NFL wife. And it talks about my growth at various stages. Yeah, because you had to become your own self. You had to, you were, you went, because that is a title. That is an identity that Absolutely. you took on as that NFL, as the NFL wife. And so thereafter, you had to find yourself. What was that process like for you? Oh, my God, I'm still going through it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I say this with all respect and definitely transparency. It amazes me when people look at, what they perceive as polished. And it's like, oh, well, she got over this hump. So it must be, you know, that you've arrived. No, not at all. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm still going through certain things. Just this morning, like yesterday, I'm I'm not ashamed to tell your viewers, I had a day that was truly challenging. So today, of course, you know, I, I start my routine the way that I normally do, but it still was so challenging for me to get out of bed and be like, 
okay, we're going to seize this day with all of the greatness, all of the affirmations, everything that you put out into the universe up until this point and everything that you poured from your heart and your mind. So that way, you know, you can receive it in your hands. But it was it was a I mean, it was it was a task. It really Mm -hmm. was. So going from NFL lifestyle that has a surmounting amount of pressure, whether it's about how you look, what you, how you speak, even it trickles down and it's so crazy. It trickles down to the children, like how you're, you know, what schools you send your children to, how your children are dressed. Like I had no idea. It's so much on a person. And I, and I'm not trying to belittle anybody else's life that, you know, does not have that lifestyle because I get it. Even now that I'm not fully engaged in that lifestyle, I understand the pressures. I think being in front of the TV or having a significant other at the time that was a celebrity and it, of course, it thrusts you into the spotlight. It just it puts puts that microscope. (laughs) It's kind of like going from being. Oh, this is a great analogy from being a spotlight or or like a nightlight to a spotlight. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like anything, you know, my ex-husband at the time or his agent or different people would be like, oh, Angela, you can't say that. Or you can't, you know, oh, well, be, you know, be careful about this or that. And I'm like, what? Even now, certain things that I say, I usually have to put a disclaimer out. I don't deviate from being who I am or how I feel or what I'm true to. However, I am very um, cognizant of what I say because I don't want to be misrep, uh, you know, misrepresented, misrepresented. And then I don't want someone taking clips of what I say and putting them however they want to. And, and you know, they say, you know, I'm canceled. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're being canceled. And and what you're su- suggesting, um, Angela, is it's just silencing yourself. Right. And I know you are very big on that because you lived through it. You went through it. And it's such a betrayal to oneself when you force yourself to be silent or when you force yourself to not um, show up in life. So tell us in some in your experience, why do we tend to silent ourselves? Yours, it was going from the from the limelight to the spotlight, but others are doing it every day. We're we're shutting down every day. We're shutting down in a business meeting. We're shutting down with the clients. We're shutting down. We're being silent because especially women, right? So why do you think we silent ourselves? And in doing so, it's such a deficit for our confidence. It's such a betrayal to who we are. So enlighten us on this. Absolutely. I will say this for me. (laughs) One of the reasons why I felt I silenced myself was I did not truly understand my value. And I definitely did not understand my voice. Now, in all honesty, my voice then was not as mature, was not as researched, knowledgeable or wise as it is now. So I think it all worked out in God's plan, because had I been talking many, many years ago, I probably would have made more enemies than I have now and probably probably would just made a mess of everything. So for me, silence, being silenced at that time, it was a combination of things. One, I think society has a way of silencing you again because it puts, you know, all of these facades and these images up like you're supposed to live like this, look like this, be this size, have your hair like this or not like this or be with this type of person or, you know, by 30, have this, by 40, have that, by 20, you know, and, and there's just so much that 
of the infamous days that people are like, well, they say, and you know, you're not supposed to do this because they, and I think it just really makes us intimidated to the point to where it's like, mm, I don't really know. And I, I don't want to make myself seem like I'm unwise or that I'm unlearned. So mm, let me just kind of step back yeah. for a minute and just not say anything. So a lot of times that's what I did. The second reason why I did it is because, you know, I had an ex-husband who in all actuality, no one really wanted to hear me. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see me but they didn't want to hear me. They wanted to hear him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it was trying to get, you know, through me to him. Right. So, you know, when you think that no one really cares or values that you're even that you're even um, breathing or existing, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of easy to just kind of fade to black, I guess, if, if you would. And that's just what I did. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the ways that I was able to get my voice back after learning, like, no, you know, you, you have a lot to say, you have a lot of worth and you have a lot of value and you should understand that it was a process because first of all, I had to recognize that the problem was me, not Mm. external. So regardless of what people say or didn't say or did or didn't do or whatever, at any given moment, I could have used my voice to say whatever. I just chose not to. There it is again, that that first word that we talked about a little bit ago about deciding everything is a choice. And so once I decided that I needed to face myself, it's crazy because people think you need to face others or you need to let me, you know, let me face this, you know, external thing. But it's not. It's internal. And that's what it was for me. And I just had to start picking apart a lot of things that got me to the road to where I was silenced. And then I just decided, you know what, it's time to do something about it. And that's when I came up with the four D's and I was determined that my destination was going to be, you know, positively impacting and influencing people through words, work and wisdom. So I I couldn't be silenced to do all of that. Right. That is extremely powerful because you think about that in a way where, you know, we are afraid to go within and you, that's powerful to be able to do that because that's where instincts lies, right? That's where wisdom lies, but we don't trust it enough because we don't practice it just like any other muscle. So I absolutely agree with you that we are being programmed at a very young age from what zero to five, seven years old. We've already been identity personalities have been set and it's all things that people have said to us unintentionally done to us that has become our identity, who we are. And sometimes it's bad programming and we really have to rewire that. Um, subconscious. A lot of times it's bad programming and I call it, we need to retrain our brain. <laughs> yes, and absolutely. And that's what the work you do is so, what's why it's so powerful because it, it, it helps with that. And I like that you say we have to go inside. It's not against an external force. It's not against somebody else. It's innate. Start peeling away at that onion, even as scary as it is. Or get help if you need to do that. But realizing if you wake up and you just feel like something's off, I can do more. There's more to do to be had. Then it's true. That's the universe way of saying, yes, I'm knocking on your door because I have a, you have a gift, a talent that is to be shared with the world. And you cannot be silenced. <laughs> it's that subtle way of kind of like, uh, you know, shaking your energy and you're like, mm, I feel a little off balance. And I'm going to be honest, they're even now as solid, I guess, if you would, that I would like to think I am. 
I still have days like that. And that's what I want people to really understand about, you know, people that are presenters to you that say, hey, you know, I'm a motivator or I'm inspirational. I'm an influencer. These are people that, yes, you know, like myself, we can give tools and tips and whether it's on success or struggles, lessons, mistakes. But please, please know that I do not stand or sit or speak before anyone with it all figured out. Mm. That's just, you know, I just feel like I don't want anyone to look at me as any type of guru. Now, there are certain things that I feel like I am an SME on, a subject matter expert. However, as far as like having it all together all the time, like I don't have meltdowns or tantrums or bad days or bad moments. Nah, I have, I, I have my share. <laughs> You're so humble. And I can totally appreciate you sharing that because um, entrepreneurship is not easy. Um, the goal is, you know, the show we talk about getting, get up, dress up and show up, right? The, the dress up aspect of it, the self-care, you know, take care of yourself, meditate, work out, get your energy level up, get your life on organized so that you can show up for your kids. So you can show up for the grandbaby so that you can show up for your clients and show up for your business. And I really honor that you say, Hey, every day I do not wake up a hundred percent. Neither do I. <laughs> and neither do anyone else, you know. So anybody, I don't care from your Oprah's, your Bill Gates, or whomever, there are moments and there are minutes and there are times when it's like, oh, I just want to say forget it and walk away or I just hold a cover over my face a little longer. I mean, I'm just being honest, you know. Bury yourself under a rock. Oh like my gosh. <laughs> you have but, no you have no idea. That little girl that did all of that stuff, like she's there, she hasn't gone anywhere. It's <laughs> just that those moments, I will say the moments that I feel a little overwhelmed with things, they're not as long. So I'm able to kind of, you know, reel it in and mm-hmm. say, okay, that's enough. Usually I try to live by what I've called eight minutes. So eight minutes out of every my out of every 24 hours that I'm given. I can sulk or I can, you know, have those meltdowns or those tantrums. But then after eight minutes, and it doesn't have to be eight minutes all at once. Sometimes I do two minutes and I cut it off or maybe three here or there or whatever. But eight minutes out of my 24 hours is all I'm giving to negativity, to doubt, to fear, to, you know, being intimidated or just really having having an off day. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is you bounce back faster, too. Yeah, you're more resilient. <laughs> areas. Yeah. So Certain it's nice. Because, it's still a task. Because you said earlier when you started off that you didn't feel well yesterday, this morning, though you woke up and did your rituals and your habits, right? There's a, there's a saying that we first build our habits and then our habits make us. Absolutely. So those days when we're not waking up 100%, it's more pertinent that we abide by our morning routine, by our habits that actually help us thrive, right? Yeah. Because that's when we need them the most. Absolutely. You must have things in place to offset the curveballs in life because they're yeah. coming. You know, it's crazy to me when I hear people say, I just want peace. <laughs> like the only people that have total peace are the ones that are 
you know, excuse me, in the ground, you know, <laughs> cremated. That's the only way. Now, how I view that, you know, when people say, hey, you know, I want peace, it's inner peace. And that inner peace helps you to deal with all the external issues and just to make your life go a little uh, or a lot, actually, smoother if you process it and you internalize it as such. And those routines, I mean, really healthy and balanced routines. And I'm not talking about like one time I had somebody send me a message. They were like, you know, well, you being an ex-NFL wife, you can afford, you probably can afford to go to a spa every day or you can do that. And I'm like, I never said that that was, you know, the only type of self-care. Self-care to me, or just being able to uh, reset, to reconnect, to rebalance and recharge. Sometimes I just sit in my car with a great book. And I read just to kind of, you know, decompress. Uh, sometimes I'll just sit, you know, sit idly somewhere and either pray or, or you know, speak things for, for my grandchildren or my children mm-hmm. or for myself or for my day. And, and then sometimes for my enemies, not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> so I, I have to ask then, how do you get up, dress up and show up? Share with us some of those habits that actually help you show up in your life. The first thing I did was adjusted my time. I heard someone really great. I don't want to quote the person because again, I you know, I'm just gonna say he said if you wait till eight, nine, ten o'clock in the morning to get up, the day has already been spent and you cannot be effective um, as far as like being successful. Has nothing to do with dollars and, and uh, you know, decimals, commas and, and dollars, people. Success of the mind, just being able to have control of your mind, control of your, your body, control of your time. All of that makes a difference. So I heard this amazing person say that. Now, mind you, when I was younger, being raised by my amazing grandparents, my grandmother would get up very early in the morning. And it's crazy because there was really nothing that I saw her doing other than she'd be reading the Bible, she'd be humming hymns or whatever. And I never could understand it until now. Mm-hmm. So first, my target was, you know what? I'm going to get up like six o'clock, <laughs> you know, 630 yeah. in the morning. And then I'm going to put some things in place. And I just noticed that as I did those things, you know, I get up in the morning uh, immediately and I speak what I'm grateful for. Definitely. The first thing is, yeah. is for the gift of life to be able yeah. to breathe, to see, to hear, to talk, to touch, to taste, to walk, to forgive, to live, to strive, to, you know, to thrive. So I run all of that down. Then of course, you know, I'm a person I sleep with my journal on my desk beside my bed. I grab it. I, you know, write down certain things because I've already the night before set my intentions for tasks, mm-hmm and responsibilities that I have for the next day. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, write some of those, those things out. And all of this is before I even write, like, like move my body forward to sit up, to get out of the bed. Mm-hmm. So I do those things. And usually, you know, before I turn to put my feet on <laughs> feet on the ground, I'm like, okay, whatever the day may bring, I'm ready for it. We're going right. to see it and we're going to make it yield to me and to everything that I want, you know, to um, bring forth in the world today, this day, not beyond the 24, hour, you know, another 24 hours. So I think staying present in the moment, understanding that I'm responsible for 24 hours. That's it. Now I've planned and I've scheduled things in my journal and on my agendas and tasks list, you know, things to do. 
But understanding that the tw- what I can control and what I need to do for those 24 hours has been crucial. So rising early, affirming, um, you know, of course, going through the ritual of I have these sticky notes <laughs> and I kind of got that from being Mary Jane. I don't know if your viewers remember that. I do sticky notes on my mirrors throughout my, my home in my bathroom just reminders of different things. And I also now, just probably last year, have incorporated, I make sure that the very first mirror, when I see myself, I stop and I acknowledge Angela. You know, and a a great mentor of mine mentioned that to our group some time ago. She was like, you know, we, we acknowledge and we recognize and we, you know, just impart and we uh, just give so much to other people when's the last time you've actually said hello or good morning to yourself? Or you just stop, like you look in the mirror and, you know, I do my hair and brush my teeth. But I just recently, this within this last year, I see myself now. Mm. And that's a part of my routine, making sure that I see Angela. <laughs> you know, so then in turn, Angela can see other people. I think it was Dr. Maya Angelo that said, um, that mentioned she does not trust people that do not love themselves. So I make it a point to love, to like, to respect, to admire, not in a vain way, not in a vain sense at all or egotistical sense, but I just make sure that everything I'm going to give to others, first, I I give it to me. Yeah. So that's all a part um, of my routine before I even, after I'm, I'm done in the bathroom trying to, you know, work on my appearance somewhat. Then I'm listening to motivational videos or inspirational videos, or I'm listening to something, whether it's a self-help audio book. Right now, the book that I'm reading is The Mountain Is You. And when I tell you that's a phenomenal book and talk about something that you want in your face to really impact you and, and influence you to take steps, not just read, but to take steps it's, it's been really helpful for me. So that's how my morning routine goes. I'm, I'm up. Actually, I'm up now between 5 and 5.15 every morning. No, no alarm clock. Yeah. And I'm not boasting. I mean, it's just it's a part of who I am now. I'm, I'm up that early and I'm just, you know, I'm making sure that I'm setting things in place for myself and, you know, prayerfully and hopefully it will trickle down into my family life as far as my, my children and my grandchildren. Those are the ones that I, that I know will carry on whatever I instill and whatever, you know, example that I can be. So I'm just trying to make sure that it's, you know, that it's a great. It is said that your purpose will wake you up in the morning and that's what's happening. (laughs) You won't need an alarm clock. You won't need an alarm clock. Even on weekends, it's crazy. I don't need alarm clock on weekends. I'm usually up sometimes not between the 515, but definitely by 545, 6 a.m., and even mm-hmm. though, like I said, I'm I'm not bending my body at that time, but my mind, like I'm conditioning and I'm, to use yes. your word from earlier, I'm programming my mind. I'm training my brain for the type of day and the type of person that I, you know, the type of day I want to have and the type of work person that I want to be. Yeah, it's powerful. The morning routine you, you just stated encompasses reading, you know, stimulating the mind. You got to feed your mind just like you feed your eyesight, right? You feel your belly. You got to feed your, your sight, your ears. Be careful what you're listening to. Be careful in what you're watching and what you're listening to. All that is important because we're, if you imagine we're being programmed all the time, why not take control of it? 
Absolutely. Why not be intentional? Oh my gosh, you said something so powerful. I really hope your listeners, um, if they don't get anything else from this conversation with us, that right there, be careful about what you watch and what you listen to. Now that I'm really in tune with my mind and I'm being more intentional Intentional. with what I want, I'm finding that to be so true. And it's certain things that even when I try to listen to it or just by mistake, you know, maybe I'm with someone else or something, I'm in a restaurant or something like that and the song, particular song come on or there's something on TV, it really disturbs my spirit to the core. Like I can't watch it. I can't, I don't want to absorb it. You know, these, some, some of the songs, and I get it, like back in the day I was listening to, and sometimes I still do listen to ratchet stuff. Now don't call me out on it. <laughs> ratchet <laughs> stuff. <laughs> But certain things, especially like when they talk about dying young and all of that, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, cut that off. <laughs> That's not a part of where I'm trying, you know, to go or or what I want to do, how I want to, how I want to live in life. So that's the entire show right there. You <laughs> really do, you really do have to be or should be very, very cognizant, not only for yourself, but for children, anyone that you're mentoring or your circle, your crew, your association, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you have to be very, very careful about what you're feeding this. I mean, think about how we feed our bodies junk. What do we look like? Junk. So that's exactly what our mind, (laughs) that's what our minds become, junk. And like I said, it's just, it's crazy. I I cannot say another word without giving my ex-husband you know, a lot of kudos in that area, because even when, when we were very young, trying to live that life or be together, live that lifestyle, raise children. But one thing I will say about my ex-husband is training his brain to be the best that, that he could be in different areas. He was always on top of that. And that's one of the things that he would always say to me, Angela, why are you listening to that? Or Angela, you know, you need to, he would be reading certain materials or whatever. And of course, you know, little, you know, shrunken, hiding behind him, me like, oh, well, you know, I don't really need that or I'm not really interested or whatever. And now it's coming full circle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it does. You got to guard the guard, that stuff, because things will penetrate whether you want to or not. I find it sometimes too, there are certain people at a, depending a certain state of mind that I can't talk to right now. Just just because your vibe will not match with mine. And I do not want that energy being transferred because that's what happened. We're a bundle of energy. We're constantly transferring energy. Energy doesn't die. It gets transferred from one person to the next, from one living thing to the next. Even like our home has energy around it, right? That the way we we set our furniture, our clothes, you put something on, you feel feel super different. We just talked about that with the, the shirts yeah. and the app. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the power of affirmation to, to kind of speak life, you know, into our, uh, what we want in life. So it's really been uh, amazing. I mean, I feel like I can talk to you forever <laughs> about this stuff because we're such in alignment with that. And that is the message. That is our message. Um, guard your ears, guard your, your eyes, what you're taking in and what you're consuming. And then also the morning routine, you said something very valuable is because you love yourself so much, like you acknowledge yourself in the morning. And that acknowledgement is why you will get up every day at 5, 5, 15, to do it over and over again. That's what that self-love, that self-care, because I find that when people struggle to do a morning routine or to get up early is because they lack in that area. Absolutely. And I think, well, for me, when I wasn't doing it, 
It was because I actually was not living. I was just existing. I was robotic. I was doing everything that, you know, either I was taught, programmed, saw other people do, or it was just the lack of zeal and focus in my own life. And I think a lot of times with all the the outside distract or the external distractions, there's nothing wrong with social media. That's how, you know, we're connecting with different social media outlets. That's great. But if you're finding yourself that you are scrolling and it's not for business purposes or some sort of, you know, personal growth, but you're scrolling in and peering into other people's lives or, you know, like you're absorbing a lot of time with that. That's a bad thing. One hundred percent. You know, you definitely need to be focusing your attention and your time on things that are going to better your life. We already know what's, what Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and whomever else that we may be watching, we know what their lives are like because we're watching it unfold. But watching, looking at that from a standpoint of, okay, well, you know, let me get a little bit of entertainment here, a little bit of, of, um, of engagement, that's great. But if you're absorbed and I don't care. It could be the news, media, um, the plague information, pandemic inf- or whatever the case is. It's way too much. You know, you got to have balance. You have. And it starts with you. You know, mm-hmm. it starts 100 percent with with you just wanting to, to be better and, and become better. And you can't be enthralled with other people's lives and better your lives. It's just not going to happen. Ooh. Powerful right there. Uh, Angela, tell us, where can we find you? How can we connect with you for some more of this? (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. It has been an honor. I will say this, this podcast interview, definitely top three. Because I do, like you said, energies, it is so much better when it's aligned. And that's why I don't take it lightly whenever I submit to be on podcast or my assistant helps me to um, submit for a podcast because I want to make sure that I can add value and you and your viewers and listeners can add value to me. So thank you. I can be found across social media outlets, Angela Marshall. My website is www.inotherwordsbystone.com. Also, if you Google the story in life of an ex-NFL wife, I come up (laughs) for all of you, all of you amazing Googlers. There's some other links there, too. Again, don't hold it against me because growth is there and you'll be able to you'll be able to see that I haven't always been as I am now and I'm not done. I still have quite a a journey of, of footprints to making the sands and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you again. It's been a pleasure. I mean, it's uh, such an exciting conversation. Do not silence yourself because it's not being authentic to who you are. This is the message that Angela shared with us and it really resonates. To be your, your authentic self, you really have to come out of that and, and acknowledge yourself in the mirror. Who knew? Say hi, say good morning to yourself. Make eye contact and say, look at you, good looking. <laughs> you know, you woke up this morning. Like that really sets a different energy for you to take on the day and to do it powerfully and to do it strong. Angela's uh, your morning routine is so in alignment and like, it doesn't get old. It does not get old. What I do does not get old. And you come in here and you just reignited my passion for it all over again, because the things you're saying, waking up and meditating and journaling and praying right even before, like you get out of bed, 90, 80% of your morning routine is, is done in bed before you get out of your feet touches the floor because it's not about the physical 
uh, what we call morning routine where we're doing our hair, we're putting on makeup. That's the physical appearance. We're talking about the more mindset, mental, like the real deep stuff that actually does make a difference. Because then if you have that in place, then you do, it doesn't matter what the world thinks. You're going to show up and be glamorous. You're going to show up you, right? <laughs> you are definitely going to be, uh, what is it, to thine own self be true and to others be you. 100%. Like I said, being able to look at myself, it's amazing. I see my entire self and I've missed myself, uh, you know, miss actually seeing myself for so many years. But hey, I see her now. I see you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been such an honor. I mean, we have we've taken it to the next level here at Morning Routine. We created a magic mirror that you there's sticky notes you put on your mirror technology we have a technology that puts that on there for you and your calendars and everything that you need so you can actually see everything to bible verses you know pops up right down in there because we are serious about priming yourself in the morning because those hours are magical when the rest of the world is still sleeping those five o'clock you are setting yourself up for success <laughs> angela it's been a joy it's been such an honor thank you thank you so much for coming today thank you Well, all right, morning enthusiasts, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.